Hey everybody, before we get started, a quick note here just to congratulate the winners of Overdrive Small Fleet Championship, sponsored by the National Association of Small Trucking Companies again this year. At NASTIC's annual conference last Thursday night, November the 2nd, Butterfly Express out of Silt, Colorado walked away with the title belt in the 3-10 truck division. Indiana-based L&L Trucking then took home the 11-30 truck title. Stay tuned later in the week for more from both winners as well as fellow finalists Wallace & Sons Transport and K&D Transport right here on Overdrive Radio. You can find more about all 10 of our semi-finalists in this year's program via overdriveonline.com slash small hyphen fleet hyphen champ. That's small fleet champ. Okay, here we go. Podcast, we're featuring Overdrive's news editor Matt Cole's talk with October Trucker of the Month, John Schultz, nominated for the Overdrive 2023 Trucker of the Year Award by his wife and now fully minted CDL holding business partner, Sarah Schultz. The two run a two-truck fleet as a team and pull alongside each other in a pair of rigs hauling fresh vegetables to canning operations in the Midwest during harvest season and flatbed and RGM platform freight much of the rest of the year. You can probably guess just what they've been up to in recent times out of their Wisconsin home base. As John put it, It's raw, raw vegetables, raw product, and it is go till your eyeballs fall out, pick them up, clean them off, put them back in, and go some more. I'm Todd Dills, your host for this edition of Overdrive Radio. Before we dive right in with the Schiltzes today, I'll say what merges from the talk with the pair is that, though John officially gets the Trucker of the Month nod, the teamwork it takes to run an owner-operator business really shines through here. John's quick to credit Sarah with a large part of his recent year's success, buttoning up the biz to where it is today. On the other side of a break, we'll take a run through Veterans Transportation Services, or VTS for short, the name of the authorized for-hire, two-truck fleet of John and Sarah Schultz. Keep tuned. Stop fuel from gelling this winter with Howe's Diesel Treat, North America's number one trusted anti-gel. Right now, you need Howe's Diesel Treat more than ever, not only to keep you gel free, but to fight the shortcomings of today's ULSD by adding vital lubricity, removing water, and preventing deposits. The only guaranteed anti-gel on the market, Diesel Treat also boosts fuel economy and improves performance. This winter, do yourself a favor and add Howe's Diesel Treat at every fill-up. Visit Howe'sProducts.com for more information. You can stock up on Diesel Treat and more via H-O-W-E-S, houseproducts.com. Now here's John, setting us up with a little bit of his history around trucking in the Army as a mechanic and then out. Um, I have been in, in or around trucks since I was eight years old. Well, my dad even drove before that, but I drove my first truck on the farm when I was about eight. I'm 57, two, three weeks ago, honey? Yeah, three, four yeah. weeks ago. September 12th, um, was in trucking all the way up till I joined the Army. I was in heavy transportation. I was a heavy truck mechanic in the Army, 17 years. I deployed to Iraq a couple times in heavy transportation. Um, the 1158th Transportation Company, we went to Kuwait City and ran convoys up all of 2005. We deployed 2004. And when I was medically retired, I'm a disabled vet, in 2010, I immediately bought my first truck and have had my own authority and 
started out with the one truck in 2010 and this is where we're at today still my authority and uh now my lovely wife she owns half of everything so <laughs> so before you joined the army were you um did you drive uh you know for a living at that point or you know were you working for the family farm or, or what were you doing oh i drove truck it was uh mainly agriculture based even then okay right away we didn't have cdls back then we had chauffeur license uh, right away when i was 18 drove in the state hauling vegetables sweet corn uh cabbage green beans as soon as i was 21 small farm in sun prairie uh like bradley farms we took tandems and pups and we ran as far away as arkansas that was with a, like a day cab sleeping on the seats for green beans a lot of seed corn in the winter time we would deliver seed back out to the farms and uh, kelly farms that's who we're involved with now he's a good friend of mine we rent a shop from him and sarah and i do all our own maintenance um, everything short of the really technical electronic stuff uh, motors and everything we do ourselves yeah john dropped a new n14 and it's 99 w9 that was three years ago and then we gutted it and we had it sandblasted and painted and i mean we that's a 99 truck that he's got and we completely after we put the engine in we figure we might as well restore the body too because he's gonna he's gonna be driving it for a while to make that money back from putting the crate motor in it so um we're very proud of that truck and we did all that work ourselves john put the motor in we did a transmission and a radiator and yeah we try to do as much maintenance as we can that took a total of what the heck was it honey for the paint job and the all the body work that obviously the was truck done was all, down all for three months for about okay. three months yeah and you said that was about three and years that, ago um yep because during that time so um luckily i had gotten my temps in april of 20 of that year 20 i can't remember if it's 2019 or 2020 um 2019 Yep. Yes. And then I got my temps in April and we put his truck in the shop um, to start the restoration and re stuff in, um, I think it was June of that year. So we had bought me a little 97 International. Um, so we, we were both literally in that truck for a couple of months. You know, he was training me while his truck was in the shop. So it worked out great because we still had income, you know, money coming in while his truck was down, which wasn't really planned, but it just worked out that way, um, which worked, ended up working fabulous because it just took them a little bit longer, the shop, than they anticipated. You know, they, they told us maybe six, six weeks, six, eight weeks, but it ended up being more like 12. But okay. um literally they took every rivet out we when i say sandblasted it i mean everything came off it we got an rgn and we loaded it on an rgn and we took it to a guy that sandblasted the frame and everything and then we took it back to the shop and they painted it so it's been it's everything on that's been touched and and mostly by john and i and we're super proud of that all the tlc put into the 1999 model kenworth certainly shows as you can see via the cover image for today's podcast and in matt cole's story about the Shields published a week ago john shields turned back to his 2010 retirement then from the army and the decision to as matt cole put it jump in with both feet as an owner operator at the time here's john I've always loved it. I've always been around it. My whole family, truck farming, if you will, that's an old term. Um, grain, you'll 
find me either in a combine, which Sarah and I own. We do a little bit of custom combining. We're just dabbling in that now, but I've always been in, in trucks. I've loved them. I've worked on them and just absolutely just love them. Um, learned, I do oversize, RGN work, step back. We are, that's one of them, I call it our secrets, if you will, uh, to stay uh, diversified, I guess, mm -hmm. flexible. This fifth wheel on the back of the truck will hook onto anything. I am not yeah. tied down to any specific trailer. We do own our own flatbeds. Um, but right now we're hauling like open top vegetable trailers, grain. I'm, I'm, I think you got into trucking though, because it was what you knew, right? Like you knew trucking. And it, when you looked at the broader picture and said, gee, what am I going to do? Right. You said, well, I know trucking, so that's where I'm going to go. And yeah, that kind of drove your decision to jump into the trucking. Yep. Yep. And I, I know them. I, yeah, you're right, Sarah. That's, and, and it all means something to me too. It's not just familiarity. It's just it, it's been. A, I really love it. I just it's getting rough nowadays the way everything's going. But so you said you had some family history in it. Um, where your was your I guess your dad was a, a driver and was there history prior yep. to that? Yep, he was an over the road truck driver for. Our, oh gosh, he was in the Navy, career Navy, until I was probably five. I think is when he retired and immediately came home to Wisconsin and right right into trucking. And my whole family's been in trucking too, so that's kind of funny because my dad's been a truck driver my whole life. So when I told him one I was marrying a truck driver, he definitely <laughs> had something to say about that. <laughs> was that positive or negative, that reaction? No, yeah, it was. That's, that's what I said. Was, and then when I told him I was going to get my CDL, oh, that was even better. So, um, <laughs> yeah, too funny. I knew my way a little bit around government, transportation, and uh, it's called USPFO, United States Purchasing and Financing Office. That's who puts equipment out on the boards. They, they get it out there for people to bid on and stuff. I knew a little bit about that, mm -hmm. and I did haul military loads, And uh, but no, I, I just knew a little bit how to handle and talk to different brokers and make phone calls and pretty much <laughs> jumped in yeah. and uh, knew it was just, knew it was just going to take uh, 110 gallons of hustle. That's pretty much it. You started out doing ag or flatbed or a little bit of all of it? Started out, yes, with uh, one of the companies that I hooked up with was some, a previous employer of mine. His name was uh, Phil Seston. He worked, I worked on the farm with him and his uncle, Alan Kelly. That farm had ceased operations while I was in the army. So when I got out, Phil is now in charge of all transportation at H&M Brothers and Hartung Brothers in Madison, Wisconsin. They're okay. a big agriculture and reefer based. So that's that first year I was hauling green beans, some vegetables with them, and immediately got into really large cucumber harvesters. I would move their harvesters from Texas to Indiana and then back and follow the harvest back and forth for cucumbers. And then when we dropped the machines, of course, then I would grab one of their, it's called an open top trailer, and haul seed corn, uh, green beans. See, I think we hauled some cabbage. 
Matt, these harvesters are gigantic. This, the one harvester he hauled, it, it makes the truck look like a matchbox. They are <laughs> giant. And are those permitted he loads? Sent, he, he, oh, yeah, were, definitely permitted. Were, yeah, those were permitted. You had to have escorts For, and stuff. 14 oh. feet wide. Yeah, escorts front and rear. Okay. Yeah, I've got one harvester that was almost 18 feet wide. Yeah, they're pretty crazy. We haven't done well. Yeah, you did harvesters this year too for Plainfield. Yep, I did them for Plainfield trucking. That's who we're working with a lot now. They're one of our. We're the very very small partner, but I call them, you know, my partners that I partner mm -hmm. up with. They're a big company. They have hundreds and hundreds of trailers and hundreds of power units, but they take outside contractors like myself in the big time of the year because we're they're needed. You know that. So that's that's where we are now. But no, I did not have any business. <laughs> I just knew I was going to have to, from my military side, I knew I was going to have to maintain my truck. Did not know Sarah at the time. I keep all brand new tires on it. If it squeaks, it gets fixed. Mm -hmm. There's no shortcuts in our little world. There's no buying Chinese knockoff parts. Nope. I'm I spend the money. That we have to with the safety regulations and the laws and we don't endanger i refuse to endanger a family or anything like that i refuse we pride ourselves on our safety record i tell people you know i trained with john for six months before i got my cdl and i i learned so much and i realized not everybody has well nobody has that opportunity anymore because now you have to go to a driving school um but i he taught me so well and he just I, I go out on the road and it's respect for other people, respect for my equipment, respect for, you know, myself. And it, I look at some of the way people learn to drive in it. I wish everybody could learn that way. There was an awesome student. I taught a little bit in the Army. So we talked. Sarah, did we talk to that, the, the CDL uh, examiner before I started training you? If he would accept me as the trainer, I think we did. Oh, I think we just had to ask. So honestly, it started as a conversation. We were, our my my son that I brought into the marriage, um, Elijah, our son, he had graduated and actually got a full ride to Harvard. He got a full scholarship wow. to Harvard. So he had, Good for him. yeah, we're very proud of him. Yeah, he had left for school. So I was literally just kind of home struggling a little with what was I going to do, you know? And then I started going with John a little bit in the truck a little more because I had that flexibility to do that. And we literally were just talking one day and we were talking about maybe getting like a hot shot. Right. And I was like, what would that look like? You know, maybe I could, cause we were doing a lot of insulation um, local at the time um, from here, right by our house in DeForest, we were doing um, insulation like Iowa and, you know, Minnesota. And I said, what if I just got a hot shot? And we did, you, you know, we, I could kind of go with you then. And then we thought, well, that escalated to let's team drive. And that escalated to, well, why be in one truck when we could be rolling two trucks? And, that's where it started honestly it was just a conversation one day in the truck and we that's really just took it ideas in the whole world <laughs> <laughs> we took that idea and we literally just ran with it home i think like even the next week and i just started making some phone calls and realized yes i can just go get my training certificate i can pass that written test i can jump in the truck with john he can train me and 
we just, our biggest hurdle was insurance mm -hmm. because we, we weren't sure if I was going to get insured. Granted, I was 40 when we started this and I did have a really good driving record. Um, but John made one phone call and people still call us liars, Matt. They honest to God do. Because John made one phone call to his insurance company, told him what we were thinking about. His insurance agent told him, I tear up every time I tell this story. He told him, you, send, you have her send over her uh, driver's license as soon as she has the, to the temp information. They insured me. They insured before me when, before had. I even had my CDL. They put, because that's how impeccable John's safety record is. Yeah, that's and awesome. People still don't I believe us. Had, I have not had a parking ticket. Knock on wood, Lord, hear my prayer. I have not had a parking ticket yet. Nothing. Well, you haven't had anything in your truck, though. That's my point. Is three years now, and they—I haven't had zero infractions, zero anything. So, I think that's a testament, you know, again to the training and just, to, you know, what what you learn. And but, anyways, it was a, just a decision that we came to together as a as a husband and wife. And what was it going to look like driving together, you know? And um, it looked exactly like we thought. And we go. Like I said, we had that 97 International, but but then we started going out further. You know, we, we got flatbed loads out to Idaho and, and down to Texas, and I was taking that little M11 all over the country. And it's only really, got a 48-inch bunk on it. <laughs> the, dog, the dog takes the bed, you take the seat. And really, I was just having a hard time, like, keeping up with John, you know, and so then we decided that's when we were going to upgrade. So we, we decided we were going to sell that truck. If I was going to be going all over the country with him and not just stay in the Midwest. So that's when we, John found the 13660 that I'm in now. And yep, we, so we got that and it's much more comfortable. And um, that was a great business decision because that truck, we got the truck and trailer for a steel and the guy had just freshened up the motor and it's got an ISX 15 in it. It's a workhorse and I absolutely love that truck. Um, so it worked and I'm so happy with where we are and I'm so proud of us. The pair of owner operators are looking ahead to some change this year, John said. This year is gonna be a little bit different than our normal year because uh, we just got some family issues to take care of. Sarah's might take a little bit of time off. Mm -hmm. So I will be working with it's, it is agriculture based again. It's, it's rank seeds. We're going to be hauling some seed corn out to family farms, but um, we kind of go with the flow after the harvest. We do a lot of stuff for, we've got only two, honey, is that right about two brokers that we really trust off the top of my head? Yeah, there's a few brokers that we know that we'll work with. We do have a few direct customers of our own that we always check with first. So after harvest, we typically just get our flatbeds back out and we work the, you know, we, we typically work the load boards. We check with, we check with the, our direct customers. If they don't have anything, then we go to the load boards and, you know, typically to see what's best and what's going where, um, you know, what's moving. That's kind of how the rest of the year works out for us when we're not doing harvest, which has been good. It's been really good. You know, we, the thing, I don't want to jinx anything, but it, unfortunately not hearing great things about load boards now, thankfully we haven't had to look at them for, you know, a couple of months at this point, but right. Um, it's been that that's been lucrative for us and you know we get both trucks out on the road pulling flatbeds and we we make pretty darn good money and you know we can 
you can turn a good profit in a couple of weeks. So that's that's been the case. And yeah, moving forward, I don't really think anybody knows what's going to happen, but we're just keeping our fingers crossed that things will turn around here soon. But right now we're just working as much as we can, packing away as much, you know, nuts as we can. And hopefully things will shake out quickly. But we've been working with Plainfield for many, many years now. It's um, been a good relationship. If they provide the, the transportation, the logistics, they yep. have the dispatchers that we answer to. They provide all the trailers because these are a special trailer that sit all the rest of the year. They don't go anywhere. So they provide three or 400 trailers. This job I'm on right now, I'm actually looking at the owner, Zach's waving at me, Patricus <laughs> Farms. He grows everything. He plants everything. He's harvesting it and loading it. But Plainfield is providing all the wheels, drivers. We drop in the field. They, any flat tires, anything like that, we call them up and get your butt over here. And we run 24-7 and we keep the canning factory going. They shut down, we get our butts handed to us. Yeah. Mainly, this year we've been in, uh, it's, it's Hastings, Minnesota, just south of Minneapolis. That's where Sarah and I were for, what were we up there, 35 or 40 days straight? Yeah. And those green beans went to north central Wisconsin. Then when that project ended, we've stayed in Wisconsin. I spent about three days in central Illinois, and those vegetables came back to central Wisconsin. So the vegetables are all coming back into Wisconsin to the canning factories. It's mainly okay. the Midwest, yes. Just right. for the vegetables, yeah. yeah. Long we, story we, short, I'm rambling on. But yeah. You're good, honey. Oh, you're but yeah, it's... But then the rest of the year we do, um, we go all over the country. We've been, you know, we only two, we usually don't go to California. We don't go to California and we don't go to, we try to stay out of New York. We will go, but um, on the fringes. Yeah, the city. Yeah, we won't go to the city. Um, we do have reefer work coming up for Plainfield Trucking. That's also mm -hmm. potatoes out of uh, bulk storage going to South Carolina. We load sweet potatoes coming back out of South Carolina to Stevens Point. So they uh, they hold the contracts, all the big stuff, and I guess we're just the relief valve for the company yeah. trucks. They can't handle it all. So. And we went like we try to work in some fun in there. Like two years ago, we had both trucks out by um, I want to say. Um, Niagara Falls again, honey. Hoover Dam. <laughs> Hoover Dam. And, uh, Other side of the country. I'm the navigator. Yeah. <laughs> we, we dropped the trailers at a casino there and we bobtailed John's truck to Niagara Falls and that was super fun. So Hoover we Dam. try to get, or yeah, Hoover <laughs> Dam. <laughs> Sorry. So we, we do. <laughs> We do try to get some fun in there, which is always nice because, you know, we go, we're on the road sometimes, you know, up to, shoot we'll just stay out if the money's good i mean we've been out up to three weeks before you know we just go wherever the money is so um and we sleep in our own trucks at night you know we'll get to the to the truck stops and um you know I'll usually eat in mine because i have a bigger sleeper i have a studio sleeper so i have the microwave and stuff and i like to bring food so i'll usually make us dinner and then we'll we'll crash out in our own trucks because it's just more comfortable that way and you get better sleep but um, anyways, yeah, we bobtailed his over to the 
uh, Hoover Dam. And that was so fun because it, you have to drive through all the people, you know, and everyone was looking like, what are you doing in here? And they, <laughs> they had to search the trucks before we went in and they had some dogs oh, sniff around security. it. So to make sure that, you know, we weren't trying to bring anything in, but it was, that was really fun. And, um, just trying to do fun stuff like that when you're out and working so hard is helps it not be so feel like so much work. Yeah. So we definitely try to have fun with it too. So do y'all always try to get um, kind of loaded, go in the same direction, uh, particularly during flatbed season? Um, you know, y'all trying to yes. go to the same parts of the country. We, yep. we try to keep both the trucks together if at all possible. And you'd be surprised all that has worked out in our favor, especially with flatbed stuff, mm-hmm. because you're dealing with a lot of cranes, a lot of job site deliveries, and they do not want to mess around with, well, where's this truck? I don't know. They brokered that out to another company. I I have no idea. So and we can usually like get a little better rate when we tell them, hey, we are husband and wife. We have two trucks. We run together. You will not have to worry about where one is ever. Like. We, we're very particular about we, we're where we say we're going to be when we say we're going to be there. And, you know, and if they know, hey, my two loads are together, that usually works in our favor to get a little bit better rate. But, yes, it's been definitely we have been blessed in that area. I think it's only been a handful of times we've had to split up. And um, in the three years now I've been driving. So that's been really nice. Right. As a team. John and Sarah Schultz have come a long way on the bookkeeping side, which has led to the ability to better analyze performance over time. And as you'll hear, they've also come to some in-house maintenance teamwork as well. Pretty much, Sarah, we just we just do draws. I, I'll admit, probably I should be better at that. Sarah's a great money manager. She is in charge of that. Um, we just use a computer program, QuickBooks. Every single thing we, ends up in my wallet, a receipt. And I'll give her kudos to that. My first few years, I didn't do that. I just went yeah, out we've definitely come a long way in the bookwork aspects. And yes, I will take credit for that because I was going to school for accounting um, in the like 2016-17. Um, so I kind of had a little bit of knowledge in that area. So when I came in, um, I really kind of I was helping with the bookwork before. You know when when um john just was trucking but mm-hmm. now that it's two of us obviously it's a lot more so but i still do it all still do you know quarterly our expenses um we track all that quarterly to see you know if we're on track with prior years prior prior quarters how it's looking um but yes we just use quickbooks online because we just switched over from the desktop version which was great but um online's been okay so far and yep to pay ourselves we don't really cut ourselves checks like john said if you know we have to make our truck payment we do if we have to pay our mortgage we do um we just being it's him and i and wisconsin's a marital property state we just we share all the expenses we share the income um we we put money into john's retirement account so that you know that's that's good um yeah, so, we do have an accountant now for the past few years to look us over our shoulder, give us any advice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we're doing that. We're Sarah also set that up. She gets total credit for all this. 
Um, but the last few years, thankfully, have been on par as far as income goes, you know, which is great. You know, we weren't we weren't sure what to expect with having two trucks, how much the expenses would affect our income. Um, but again, doing all your own maintenance definitely helps in that arena. Um, saves you quite a bit on John just definitely. put all new um, injectors in his truck. It, that that would have cost us. They quoted us 11 grand. It ended up costing us like what honey five four or five uh no about 28 all the injectors and stuff like that well about 32 i think yeah so i know, did it myself friend of mine knows how to set all the overhead he knows how to set he taught me again refreshed my memory from the army and i i did them and it's been running great now for three months four yep so that's awesome and we do a lot of that together, which is fun. We just did all the rears on all the trucks. So we have a system down where we I'll help take off all the tires and I've learned how to do brakes now and um I can put brake pads on all by myself and so it's just been it's so fun to learn all that together and and do it together as a team. Big congrats to owner operator John Schultz for the October Trucker of the Month nod. Stay tuned in the coming weeks for more from all of our monthly honorees in the 2023 Trucker of the Year program as we run toward a selection of three finalists for the year and eventually the big winner. For now, in the post that houses this podcast for November 6, 2023, you'll find a playlist featuring talks with all 10 of our Trucker of the Year contenders from this year. It's quite a wealth of stories and helpful tips on practices and information for owner-operators all around the industry there. You find it via overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio or wherever you're listening. I'll post a link to it in the show notes. Overdrive Radio is on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts. Tune in, most any platform. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying these, leave us a rating or review there. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker songwriter Long Haul Paul Marhofer. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer, featuring the guitar work of Travis the Snake Man himself, Lamech, Terry Tussox Richardson on bass, keys by Tishomingo Jim Whitehead, and on drums, Andrew Marshall. The podcast has been backed up further by Overdrive's own news editor, Matt Cole, Day, of course. Executive editor Alex Locke and video editors Lawson Rudisil and Andrew Glenn. Until next time, keep it